This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. This week, I talk about my experience building the Nintendo Entertainment System Lego set and the grind that goes with it. I also get my hands on the demo for Super Robot Wars 30 for the Nintendo Switch. Yes, you heard that right. The Nintendo Switch. And in our final stage, I review Demon Slayer the Hinokami Chronicles for the PlayStation 5. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to another game filled episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah finally healing up from a really eventful week um came back did a boxing seminar this week as i was a part of a boxing seminar i should say and let me just say i work out you know my fair share throughout the week but man did that really put a number on me i got banged up big time and i thank my client randy shine for inviting me to the pain so I finally healed up, but that didn't stop me from playing any video games this week or any news covering video games. Really wasn't too much news going on this week, but I do have some things I want to talk about and some things that was announced that we're going to, you know, share this week. So um, speaking of video games or video game related situations, I definitely wanted to talk about my venture through building the Nintendo Lego set. This is the NES retro set that they came out with last year and um it went out like hotcakes i figured like man if i don't get it from anywhere else but the lego store i'm probably not going to be able to get this from anywhere else because it was a limited edition type of set and build much like it was for the voltron one which when i went to the lego store i did not see that voltron set so i'm assuming that they no longer producing that set anymore because that was a limited edition too so managed to get it there when i was going you know as i mentioned before if you read the blogs on talktimelive.com or you listen to this show i managed to grab that along with the uh, nintendo oled at new york at the source of it all and i was able to get it now i didn't build on it because i had so much work to do with the blog entries and everything for covering new york and everything on talktimelive.com and then you know just trying to get the show back in order and and get the whole thing flowing and running again so we're back and i managed to get everything done so it allowed me to finally get my hands on building the actual lego set let me tell you something that set took so much of every bit of my fiber and being i think um overall i spent like i'm looking at this now probably over 12 like at best up to 12 hours um the you know there was the nintendo console that i had to build in a cartridge which altogether took about five hours 23 minutes i um put, uh, put in and then estimating by the way uh the lego tv set itself 
took five hours and 37. That was a TV set along with the, you know, the inner sections, the rotary belt and everything that you crank, use the crank to, you know, twist and make Mario move and, and stuff like that. That took about five hours and 37, you know, minutes. It, like this is done for anybody who really has the time to put it in because you're going to put in at least five hours per set. They got two different booklets for this thing as well. Like in their thick booklets, each of them are about like 300 pages each. So you, you got 600 pages to follow in here, like about like 20 different sets of uh, information. Now take note, I did not finish the actual uh, controllers. I left those for last. Like I'm probably going to finish that up as soon as I finish this show and get that all going. I got pictures. I also am taking pictures in my studio, you know, um, that you will be able to see everything. I don't know. I took a lot of pictures. I'm sure not all of them will make it onto the blocks, uh, entry for this, but you will definitely see, I will have all the information, a part of it as well, and talk about it thoroughly on there. But it was, let me tell you, the hell with jigsaw puzzles like jigsaw puzzles is nothing compared to building like legos is like 4d chess you know this is like a 3d puzzle and it really talk about you know it really challenges your cognitive abilities to understand what you need to do how you need to do it and the directions are thorough they're maybe not perfect but they are very thorough and if you do have an understanding of perspective and you do your cognitive ability is up and up you will be able to do this um it it, it pretty much is an endurance <laughs> i will say that to the least too um it is very much an endurance test because and it was worse for me was that like i'm still healing i got like my body's sore and i'm doing this and it's like i'm timing myself every single set that i've done i've timed myself and you know to see how long it takes me to do it and as i'm doing it i'm going through the day i take little breaks after a while um you know to just walk up and walk around and everything but then i would just totally get back on the jump and time it again i wouldn't stop until i finished like one part of the set and then come into the studio in my office here to take pictures and photos and everything of it so all of that combined you know it took more than five hours to do because i would cut and then do the photos and then come back every time i finish one section of it and to come back take pictures and do all this stuff so you can imagine the grind that came out of this whole thing it was it's fun building legos of this of this magnitude is fun but it is not like it, you're going to if you're doing it like non-stop throughout the day you probably if you're if you work a normal nine to five job or something like that or like office job like probably coming home to do this is a, like take an hour at least to you know to build something out of this will probably take your mind away from things it is some there's something tranquil about building this set but if you're doing it straight up it's an endurance test it's like it literally is like a marathon it i i i challenge that anybody to be able to do that and then there are people who are there are lego masters who probably do it much faster than i do uh i'm sure the people i'm sure there are lego masters who can put this together way faster than i do um not the lego masters on the t on tv i'm not sure how long it takes because they edit that show and everything but yeah i'm pretty sure that these guys i mean but whoever 
the guys who put this in particular or any of these you know bills together they're geniuses they're absolutely like what you are able to do with this nintendo build is phenomenal it is outstanding um the fact that they make it look not only just look the way it does but to be able to function the way it, the original nintendo used to with the cartridge intact like the cartridge actually didn't it was probably the least amount of time that i took to do it make one of it i think the rotary belt was like six minutes but the cartridge itself to put it together is like 13 minutes just to put it all together put the you know stickers on super mario stickers on it but it inserts like you like i mean i'm sure a lot of you seen the commercial or the promotions for this set last year and it does you can put the cartridge in it in, in terms of scale it is a it is slightly smaller than your actual nintendo set but it looks just like it i mean same you know color and hue and you know pantone colors and everything exactly the same color set and the color scheme and everything it's just awesome um but when i got it done it just felt i felt a sense of relief and and i was tired as hell by the way so tired that the first day it drained me out uh, i felt like well that from pl plus doing the um boxing training and everything and then i just decided to go to sleep early i got more hours of sleep than i've ever did in quite some time like nine hours of sleep because i knew the next day i had to do the tv build and i didn't know i'm pretty sure the tv build was going to be you know just as long and just as strenuous as well and in fact it was because it ended up being like five hours 37 minutes to do that um overall with probably the longest build was the rotary belt because that was to put together you know create the belt to wrap around the tv so when you crank it it actually all you know moves around and you're also building the mario stage doing that as well so all that took its time piece by piece it was probably 11 different pieces from that and it all came together um then you had to build the outside area of the of the tv for it so it was it was all absolutely i had a great time doing it it was pretty awesome i am tired but like i said at least all i got to do is the controller which really shouldn't take long at all to put together is probably shorter time as the cartridge to put together um and that'll be set and then i'll have everything there but uh the the, the pictures in the, the blog entry for this is coming i say this overall this is definitely a great thing to have for nintendo fans i would say dare i say it's an awesome christmas gift for any nintendo fans out there um i would highly recommend this no matter how much time you can put into it it's a form of tranquility that in nostalgia that you will not regret you you will get your full money's worth with this um because at the end of the day i'm looking at it right now and it's it's, it's a really awesome piece of work my only thing the only thing I'm, I'm really surprised is that you create the table the tv table i'm surprised here's the thing the tv table is an actual table that you put uh tv on top of but it doesn't lock it, there's no legos to attach it to i i think they do leave uh you know open areas for you to attach to connect the two together but for some reason it just they didn't do it for some reason i i'm just really surprised at that because i mean it'll be displayed in my in my um place with no problem that i have no trouble with it's just i would you know prefer that the tv actually be bolted or connected to the lego by via lego and i'm pretty sure i could buy like extra pieces of lego to put it in but 
yeah that's the, they really wanted to be like you can lift this tv up and carry it to, and it there is so it the whole entire set there is weight to it it is it is not a light thing it is the, the nintendo um system probably weighs almost exactly like the their actual uh console system uh the tv feels like an actual weight of a mini tv you know it, it there's a lot going into it. It, it but it's very solid um if you guys remember me talking about the lego voltron and how strong that was to the point that i was able to it was able to sustain a impact from a falling ceiling <laughs> and it still stayed intact more than anything that was damaged or hurt in this office here so you know these things are sturdy as hell but you know again if you are looking for if you're a gamer looking for a great gift to give to another gamer or for your own self maybe your personal birthday maybe a personal christmas gift the lego nintendo uh set is an awesome gift if you can find it um, um there may be still places that actually sell it outside of the realm of lego but you could probably yeah i would say probably plan on getting it soon because these things are often limited edition uh you know uh builds and these are things that they don't sell quite often i it's possible that they will not have this around anymore probably after this year maybe um so i would i would go out of your way to get this as soon as possible it actually ran me about like 250 bucks for the set but trust me when i say and so did the lego voltron at the time too but trust me it is well worth it they put a lot of work these guys these designers put a lot of work into it it is legit it actually works um it's just a it's a beautiful thing it's a, like for a gamer like me and especially as much as i hate to admit it i am so much a nintendo fan because <laughs> i feel like in my heart i'm i'm more of a playstation guy but when the nintendo switch came out dude you can't tell me i haven't been playing the nintendo switch I've, a lot of the games i review is you know based on a nintendo switch even if they are on multiple platforms i play it on the switch because the switch is just a more comfortable form of gameplay for me being that i can play a lot of these games in the palm of my hands and now with the oled here dude is this yeah it's just not happening like the only games i'm going to be playing are games that are directly from playstation 5 at this point so that's just the way it's going to be and you know it's just it's pretty awesome so you know what else is awesome speaking of nintendo switch and speaking of games that are awesome i got my hands on the game that a lot of people want to play on the nintendo switch but cannot or at least they think they cannot just a matter of how bad you want to play it super robot wars is a game which is a crossover game of all mech anime shows combined together coming together to have this one epic crossover event they've been doing these games for years and i'm talking dating back to possibly in the days of playstation maybe even further further back to the days of the super nes i may actually have that and don't even know it but the game super robot wars have grown over time gotten better evolved even and we've been people have known about this game like hardcore gamers who buy imports or play imports like myself known about this game series forever i've known about it i've never i've i always wanted to check it out but i just never sought after because there were other import games that i've always wanted to play or like fighters and stuff like that that 
were eager to more play. And I felt like, you know, I'm not, I'm more of a fighting game fan more than I am a RTS fan or a RPG fan or whatever like that. But I do tend to like real-time strategies every so often. Like Des Gaia is a, one of my favorite series um, out there. There's a few others that I actually do enjoy playing. Um, this may be another one. Uh, I was, I would also say, um, you know, uh, what is that? Uh, jeez. There's two for the PlayStation, um, that are, that I like. And I, Fire Emblem is one. And I forgot the other one cause it's coming back out pretty soon, uh, later this month as a remake, but Armor Wars, I believe is the other one that I, uh, that I like, like there's real time strategies that I really, really enjoy because the cinematic and presentation uh of it is really awesome i would add Ro super robot wars to this now because i have a japan account that i've started for myself and just for those who didn't listen to the episode that i had when i reviewed um common writer memory of heroes which is another awesome bandai namco import that is in english and will never hit the states for some odd reason I will repeat this this procedure again because I think there are people who don't know the totality and ability of their Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch, much like PlayStation, is region free, which means you can play games from other regions, in particular Japan. So I have games that I haven't I have a Japan lineup, not a big lineup, but I have a Japan lineup of games that I do play on my Nintendo Switch along with my US games and they all can be played in one pot. I don't have to buy a Nintendo, unlike I did with the PlayStation Portable, the PSP Vita and all that, I had to buy two separate Vitas to play this game, to play two um, different styles of games. I had a Japan uh, account for PlayStation and I had an American account for that. And I would have to, um, you know, in order to play the Japanese games, I had to have a whole new PS Vita for it. Otherwise, I would have to reformat my entire PlayStation Vita to play those games. And it'd be the tedium. It, the level of tedium was just extremely too high. So I ended up getting two. And I still had those, by the way. Um, but here, you could do it all in one pot. What you can't do is buy them using your PayPal account. Because th that whole thing is just crazy as well. So, um, Or you can't use your normal credit card. You have to use a Japanese you know, car. So I'll run that down in a minute. But um, with that said, because I have a Japan account, I am able to play the game. And they just happen to have. I was I was contemplating on getting it for the place for the uh, Switch, but I had to know whether they were going to have English option to be able to play it in English. That was my biggest thing because this is a real time strategy, which means there's a lot of complexities to this game there's a lot of detail in this game it's not just like fighting games are universal the the gameplay strategy and the control scheme with um fighting games are universal so you don't really necessarily have to know or read the text or the 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 uh kanji or hiragana that's written on the constructions or whatever under tutorials or whatever to really understand how to play a fighting game it's really that user-friendly and simple to play but to play an rpg or a, a real-time strategy game yeah you're gonna need to know you're gonna have to go through you know frequently asked questions or facts online to do translation and all that stuff and that's that 
again, the level of tedium, just way too high. And I used to do that back in the day because we didn't have what we we didn't have the internet that we had today. We didn't have that. We had to go through. I remember paying like people like five bucks to you know give us translations and print out all that information. And we meet at a game store or something like that for them to give it to us, and we would share from there. That would have everything from from like the, the the background stories the names the you know the, like the entire dialogue translated in english and we would get them for five dollars because somebody would print them out and we would that's where we would meet up so you know those were uh paleolithic times at best <laughs> you know but now we got so many better ways of translating this stuff you go use google translate or whatever like that or you know there's you know now companies are starting to wise up and note and realize that we do play your import games in Japan. We do go out of our way to, you know, play your games. Um, I do this. All, I love getting imports because it's something, something special about getting something that you're not supposed to get or something that's hard to get and you retrieve it. And I've always been like that. I've always wanted, like, if I want something that bad, I'm going to go get it. You know, if you have you guys been listening to me for long enough, you know, how I am now you see the results of me getting what I want okay and this is no different so I was opted to play this game if I knew that it had a region I, there was always talks on if you go into like the Bandai Namco you know threads on uh their on their uh, Facebook page or I don't know how long we're going to be calling it Facebook anymore but they actually, you know, there were people who were, who swore down that they knew what they were talking about and yada, yada, yada. Talking about you can only get it through the North American physical version or stuff like that. Or you can. And I'm like, look, if you got a Japan account, chances are they may have it in English there and you may be able to download it digitally there. And people swear down like, no, they're not going to have it there. Yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? I just happen to got I just happen to have it on my damn switch right now. And in fact, it just officially downloaded after I brought a, uh, a yen card. It's on my system right now, ready to play when it releases next week, which I always love because they always, you know, Japan is always 13 hours ahead of us, which means I will get to play it earlier than it was supposed to be because it opens during their time, uh, their time zone, not ours. So I am so awesome. I cannot wait to play this game. So had a chance to play the demo. Absolutely enjoyed it. Love the presentation that this thing provides. The cinematic scenes that they have is just awesome. Um, it is in full English uh, text, not, you know, dialogue as well. There's no voice acting or whatever like that, but at least you can read through everything that goes on. So, you know, much like the game, much like games like Bandai Namco's Common Rider Memories of Heroes, which I reviewed last year, another really awesome game. If you're a Super Sentai fan and you own a Nintendo Switch, you owe it to yourself to go out of your way to play that game. Unfortunately, it's in English, but it, it is not coming to America. Um, you will not. It has not seen the light of day since, um, despite that they're providing an English option on there. The game can be purchased, as I said, if you acquire a Japan account. Uh, which you it will require you to use a totally different email from the one that you already have on your US account. You can't use the same account for another one. You also need to purchase a Japanese Nintendo uh, gift card or credit, 
you know, yen card pending that you have a credit source that can be used for their account. Like if you're in the UK or whatever like that, you may be able to use it or something, like, but we can't use our credit card or our debit card here in the US or we can't use our PayPal account uh, because it's attached to a US account. You would again have to start up a whole new, you know, Japan account for PayPal. I don't even know if you could do that. And, but there's always another way. And the other way is to purchase a Japan account. Now you can do this in so many different ways. You could probably do it on best way to do it. Honestly, the best way to do it and the best way I've been doing it forever is on playasia.com. PlayAsia provides, and I'm giving a free, I'm, I'm literally plugging this and I'm not getting endorsed by it. I'm not, I'm just endorsing it. I'm not getting paid for this endorsement, but PlayAsia does provide you so much fandom in terms of gaming and anime and uh, otaku fandom. Uh, it has a lot to provide in there. Uh, I've been buying from PlayAsia for over, like literally over a decade, but they're awesome. I, you know, probably since the days of the PSP because a lot of the imported games I've got was from there, whether it be it physical or digital. And they also sell digital PlayStation. Um, well, yeah, PlayStation cards and um, as well as um, Nintendo yen cards. I got a 9,000 yen card, which I believe was like about 99 bucks, about a hundred bucks, um, even after tax and stuff like that. And I was able to do it. Now, granted, here's the thing. I almost thought I, cause the, the, the actual game, the, the initial game is 9,000, about 9,100 yen. I only had 9,000 yen, but I did remember that I had credit from recent, from previous purchases of games that I had before. And again, this is the part I love about Nintendo because they give back for every game that you buy, you get some credit back. And as your credit bills, you know, for, depending on how many games that you get, you will get credit back to use on other games and it'll save you money. I brought, I originally brought uh, and played my, you guys, if you guys remember, I played, um, what game was that? It was Persona 5 Strikers before it came to America, before we knew it came to America. So I, I ended up buying the import of that and I ended up buying it again when it reached America because I wanted to hear the English voices and American voices as well. So I ended up buying it again here, but I purchased that, but I also got, you know, um, the common Rider game and credit was built up from there. So I used that credit to use for the remainder of the money that I needed to do that. Cause otherwise I would have had to buy maybe like a 5,000 yen card or another 1,000 yen card or something like that to match that up, which of course this is, you know, us currency and all this stuff. So it's going to be a little bit more expensive to do that. Thank God I didn't have to do it. I was able to get the game and it's officially been downloaded onto my account so to any of those people who are listening now who think that you can't do this you can i have it and guess what i will be reviewing that probably not next week because guardians of the galaxy comes out next week and i'll probably be playing and reviewing and talking about that but the week after it'll give me enough time to uh enjoy and play that game as well so stay tuned for that but you know, in terms of this game itself, it was a lot of fun to uh, to play. Uh, you know, uh, it's our it's a real time strategy a RTS game that provides some of the awesome, like some really really awesome cutscenes, and that's what that's why people love this game in first place because the even during back in the PlayStation era or the Super NES era, this thing really did provide some epic 
you know, some form of epic uh, action that came along with this. The, the uh, cutscenes are awesome. I mean, they just really, really, it, it seems to be a different cutscene under a different, like they just have a ton of different cutscenes whenever your commands you use or whatever like that. It just adds on. What I do like about this, and I'll go into there, I'll go in a little bit more thoroughly when we do the review, is the combat system, which unlike other combat system where you're just like, it's kind of turn-based where you have to wait and to attack. No, this one is like when you attack, it'll attack and then it'll attack you. But then when they attack, when it's their turn to attack you, you have a means of picking whether you want to attack them back or defend or just do whatever. Um, so I like that idea. It does keep the game flowing a little bit faster and it's not just you like okay now you hit me now you hit me no you have a way of defending yourself and you do have to strategize you know fairly to make sure that you're not uh you're not making the wrong decision because if you attack too much you may drain your energy or whatever your sp or whatever like that that you need and you may have multiple people so sometimes you may have to defend because it's just you and you have your army is not even there yet your 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 crew is not even there yet uh, you will be able to play with multiple crew or you can also use autoplay to allow the game itself to play itself uh, if you hit the start button, which you see in a lot of uh, games like Des Gaia and all that stuff too. Of course, no, I want to play the game. <laughs> so um, the demo lets you play through three thorough missions and they're very lengthy. I played, I played for in the course of a, a span of at least a couple hours of gameplay within the demo so you can only imagine a full game probably has a lot more to offer for that and of course a lot more uh characters that you play as uh now i mentioned the price for the core game which is about like roughly 91,000 9100 yen i believe uh which is roughly 99 bucks in real time okay here's where i stopped because the other there is a deluxe version and an ultimate version. The deluxe version is 14,000 yen. The ultimate version is 18,000 yen. So, you know, do your own math or go online and check out your own currency exchange and let them decide what exactly that turns out to. Because I guarantee you that's over a hundred bucks. And that's where I'm like, I'm not paying over a hundred bucks for this game. I will play it as long as the core story is there and all the stuff. And as much as I would love to play as the other characters in the game or whatever thing that they adding on, it's not worth it because I guarantee you, if it did come into America, I would not be I, the most I would pay for all of that would be the same price that I paid for the core game. And before people, you know, you kids out there that are listening or, you know, crying like, yeah, that's a lot of money and all this stuff. But guess what? It's import. It's supposed to be a lot of money. Like I've been buying imports since the 90s and they're always going to be extra money because they're imported there's their games are that you're getting from other countries that it's going to cost and their currency the currency differences are going to exchange so their 9100 yen is the equivalent of 99 dollars here that's always been the case but to play some of these games that are awesome you got to put in, you got to play. We've been like, this is no different. This is, we've been doing this for you. Anything, it's not just games. Anything you buy imported from another country, you're going to pay a little bit more because the shipping, the handling, just the fact that it's in another region, 
and you're not supposed to have it in the first place but if you want it you're gonna have to pay for it that's just the deal that's always been the case so suck it up buttercup that's just how it is you know if you're a hardcore fan you will get it and i am a hardcore fan in this case i love it i i immediately got it and it gives me a lot to talk about so um uh, i will give you now here's the thing i will give you the answer as to whether it was all worth it at the end the demo convinced me enough to say i want to get this game and i want to try this out thoroughly whether it will end that way is a whole nother thing so in about two weeks i will give my review of this game and uh let you know what how, how you what i feel about it and uh talk about that from there so um I, you know pretty much this is it i, I wish there there's some more game like it, it's lovely the one thing i love about the nintendo uh eShop, the japan eShop, i should say is that it allows me to do two things see what games that are going to be released there and a lot of games that are not that will most likely won't never see the light of day of the u.s and then games that will absolutely be here in the u.s that we don't even know about because when it comes out on that day here it's coming out we're guaranteed to see it uh the day after because they get their games like 13 hours earlier than us that means i'm seeing what they're what they're putting out for the u.s early on air in some games that are released that i get excited about so i often check my japan account to see if anything is coming to the u.s a little bit you know that we are that is unbeknownst to us there so absolutely awesome so look forward to that in about a couple weeks and i'll give you my thorough review of that um other interesting news here is that goichi soda aka soda 51 announced that his studio has been acquired by a new company. Uh, Goichi Soda announced uh, that Grasshopper Manufacturer, the development company who created the infamous No More Heroes 1 through 3, has become a subsidiary of a publisher company known as NetEase Games, which is under, um, which is under a share transfer agreement that has begun May 31st, 2021. NetEase is known for making a slew of uh, MOBA, MMORPG games, and FPS games, uh, including a Marvel game I, I've never heard of called Marvel Super War, which is a MOBA game that uh, they came out with. Now, this company, uh, apparently, like, they've been making games for quite some time. I've never heard of them, and probably, most likely, reason being is because... They, it's MOBA games, it's online reliant games that they're making. I, you, I, I can't tell enough of my disdain for MOBA games, for our, you know, MMORP or any games that are online reliant. So this is the part that kind of worries me because, you know, the agreement includes three new titles in the next 10 years. So does this mean Grasshopper Manufacturer are just now going to be creating just online experience game online gaming experiences now it no longer like first person uh first you know or single player experiences anymore um i if that's the case you know i'm gonna miss that company because i will not be playing any of those type of games like that i i'm just not a fan of mmo games or moba games or let alone fps games or cross compatible games and all. like 
I will play with people if they're in my house, if I'm actually social and all stuff, that's fine. I am not the biggest fan of online experiences, and that's just me. That, that is literally just me. That doesn't mean for anybody else to not have the same experience. It's just, that's just my personal preference. Um, but at least to the, it's, it's a big, it's a big, big, big asset for NetEase, um, which is awesome. It is awesome. I also did read in an interview that um, Goichi Soda had saying that he was asked to make a Deadpool game. What the hell? Like, all right, the Deadpool game that we had before was awesome. It is balls to the wall awesome. A Deadpool game made by Soda 51 would have been spectacular and fun as hell. And by the way, like, seriously, no more heroes in hindsight if you if you trade in travis touchdown and put wade wilson on there you're pretty much playing the same game with the same premise and the same over the top breaking the fourth wall experience that you had there like it i feel like no more heroes technically is a love letter to deadpool in a sense because everything that travis touchdown does is very similar to it like i would love to see a crossover between the two because with deadpool break breaking the fourth wall all the time who's to say that they couldn't you know meet up in some form or fashion i i just i can see it so um you know kudos to them hopefully th this works out hopefully we will actually see some games that will make it onto consoles because that's another thing a lot of these games that i've seen on their website were games that i would not familiar with or have never seen outside of a playstation or xbox or nintendo you know i i'm hoping that we'll see something of theirs appear on any of these platforms something that could be offline base as well as online base too because otherwise i will miss this because you got the guy who created not only no more heroes but also was responsible for fire pro wrestling okay so you know that's a to me that's a great asset that's a huge asset you know so you know kudos to net ease let's just hope that they do it justice see what happens there so last thing i want to talk about here before we get into our uh final stage is my follow-up to metroid dread i beat the game i am so proud of my experience with this game because no doubt this has been the yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll say this. this has been the hardest game I've played. And it wasn't in the sense of it was all right, hard is too shrewd of a word. It was the most challenging, but also the most fun experience I've had too. Like one of the most fun challenges I've had in a long time that really, really made, made me grind. I've never grind this much. Probably the only other game I probably maybe grinded closer to is ghost of shishima this year i don't i gotta look back at all the games but i don't recall ever having to grind this hard but at the same time had more fulfillment in any game that i had in this i mean everything just felt rewarding about this game this is one of those other games that like this will add up to another game this year that i played that felt rewarding when i played it when i achieved you know something in a matter of just getting the you know the, the ability to um you know to do the morph ball getting the morph ball bombs i got everything now i have let me see my status right now i got 171 uh missiles i got the smart 
uh, the power bombs. I got like five of those that I ended with. I got 600. My energy is at 699 and I could actually upload, you know, upload it more if I had, if I really wanted to, but I didn't, uh, cause I got dark beak or whatever the hell his name is or Raven beak or whatever, something, um, which the twist of that was really crazy at the end. I, you know, spoiler alert, apparently her and the beak are related in some form or fashion because they're, they shared some similarities in DNA or whatnot, um, together. And he's been the voice of the computer the entire time manipulating her into, you know, getting her powers to a maximum to, you know, be able to manip uh, manipulate her in her way and all this stuff. So the most, I think the most rewarding and achieving thing about this game is killing every one of those Emmys. And thank goodness by the end, you go after the last Emmy and you don't necessarily have to, I hate it. I hate it. I both hate it and love those Emmys because I hate it being chased by them. But by the time I got to get to their core computer unit and defeating that, I was so happy to be able to take those Emmys out. They were the worst things since Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th, the old NES game from back in the day when that piece of crap would come out of nowhere and attack you. And all you had was a rock. It was like you had a rock or a knife that you could throw at him. And then the music, the little midi creepy music of dun, 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 dun. But this is to me, this is to me the equivalent of that because when them things come at you, they will come at you and they come at you hard. And the great part about this game is the lesson that you probably learn or the hidden lesson learned from this game. And that is no matter how much you get knocked down, no matter how much those enemies come at you, no matter how much you die, it encourages you. You get this encouragement to want. I there was a like I said, there was a few people who went on YouTube and started bitching and moaning about the how hard this game is and whatnot and how hard and I I the map part I, I can understand. The map part, I wish there was some leadway, some better leeway of you knowing where you're supposed to go, whatever like that, and leading you on a direction that you want to, even if some people do sequence breaks or whatever. But other than that, the game is very, very rewarding and very awesome. No matter how much, it, how many times you had to go through it. Like this is old school gaming at its best, but done with a better balance. And I know there was a new update to balance it even more and to fix some of the things that are going on. But I love my experience with this. I loved everything. Every time I got a new missile or pulse radar or something like that to help me i felt more powerful i felt like i was getting through this game with ease the more i got and you know the grappling beams the diffusing beams all that stuff um the screw attack uh modes i just felt more powerful that i was able to weather the storm enough and now i am so powerful at this point i got the gravity suit i'm able to go through water and everything with ease just absolutely loved it um and it, it takes time it's like you will get your ass handed to you over and over but the more times you do it's like groundhog state the more times you relive that type of situation you start to see things you start to see the patterns of what's going on and that's the key to the game is that you start to see the patterns it's like it's between conditioning yourself to understand what you need to do and also working smarter and not harder and there's some very there's some faster ways to get through and beat things a lot faster than this game as we learn so i know some people out there like i'd rather go through the grind no dude 
stop with the macho, you know, the masculine macho bull. Work smarter. Work smarter. You know, and sometimes working smarter does require you to work harder, but it's a better means to get the results better. There is nothing. I, I hate this idea that people think that working harder means that, you know, there's a merit of, of honor that goes with it. Not necessarily all the time. Not from a moral and ethics standpoint. Yes. But also there's some, there's nothing that says that working smarter doesn't require you to gain any type of moral ethic of doing it. It's just that you went smarter with it. Results get done faster. Productivity is done. Uh, is and inequality is done uh, much better because you thought smarter. Okay. So overall, I loved it. All bosses beat it. Um, and I love the Metroid suit at the end. I thought that was awesome. Uh, you know, I wish my only wish was that you were able to play as the Metroid suit over again. And that was the only negative that I have for this game. The only negative I have for this game, which I think takes away what could be an A plus with this game is that you go through all of this. I would love to do a new game plus with this game, playing this whole entire thing using all of the powers that you have. Now, this is nothing new. Metroid games are known to do this all the time. You go all this time, you gain all this crap, and they don't give you an opportunity to just dominate this game. They just, they want you to play this game all over again. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I want to play this using all of the damn powers I have again. It'd be really awesome down the line. Maybe if they do an extension expansion story that allows you to use the auto powers that you already have and maybe do something different. I don't know, but it really, the game ended with nothing leading to something new or whatever, but it also didn't say that it wasn't going to be the end. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is that at the end of this, regardless of that, I had a phenomenal time playing this game. Um, this is the second Metroid game I've ever beaten. The first being the original, uh, which like I said, beating mother brain, like drained me to no end. This one didn't, this one didn't this time around. I was a little bit more prepared and understanding what I was getting myself into. So it didn't have that same effect, but beating mother brain was probably to this day, one of the most awesome, but hardest challenges I've ever had to do in gaming history. Um, I, I will say nothing was more than that. I, my goodness. And I swear I used to, you know what I used to do back in the day when during the days of the VHS, a lot of you kids never even were born before that came out, but VHS like is your version of a track and you probably want to know what the hell that is. But I used to videotape all of my gameplay experience before we had, it was now it's easy to do. Um, it's really easy to do all that because we have the technology to record all of our experiences now, but we didn't back then. We didn't in a sense have that situation where we can record our gameplay footage. And that is something that we had to do where we had to connect the audio video. And we're talking, speaking of when I was talking about the Lego, uh, the Nintendo entertainment, uh, system Lego set. If you look at the back, there's like red and yellow jacks to it, which is representing the audio video wires, which we had to hook up to the, the you know, to the TV. Well, 
nobody told me this before, but I figured out how to just put it, you know, hook up the audio video wires to the VCR, which hooks up to the TV and cross all that in order to, you know, record all this stuff. And I used to record my own, you know, video footage and you tape all, you know, all the things I used to do and make a mixtape of video games that I used to play. Metroid was one of them. I wish I still had the tape. I don't know what the hell happened to that uh, videotape. If, I swear to God, if I ever found that tape, oh, I would go crazy over that because it had a lot of the games that I actually beat like Metroid and games that I beat on my birthday, like Bugs Bunny, Crazy Castle and all that stuff. And um, it was just, it was, it was a thing of beauty back then, but you know, just the fact that we are able to do this now is just awesome but i digress if i wanted to give a you know if i'm giving a grade to metroid i'm gonna say not only am i giving it a grade of a solid i'm not giving it a plus because of the lack of new game plus but i would also say i'm gonna have to look back at every game that i've reviewed this year because this has to be one of the games of the year in such a short time, once again, something just Nintendo creates just come out of the blue and go, boom, you haven't played this yet. And the year is not over. The Game Awards is coming out. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to if this gets nominated. I, I would be I think they would be a fool not to put this in a uh, nomination for game of the year. Just an absolutely awesome game. And once again, it just proves that like Nintendo does not need to compete with the likes of PlayStation and Xbox's new powerful systems for them to get acknowledgement. All they need to do is create a great game experience. And that's not saying that the graphics in the game is not up to par. It the games, the game's graphics is still stunning as hell. They are artists. They are masters of what they do. And the fact that it's David versus Goliath and Nintendo being David and they're still able to beat the Giants that is, you know, Nintendo, I mean, PlayStation and, and Xbox, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes, man. It's sometimes it's about quality, not quantity in this case. And quantity being the amount of, you know, graphic power that you have in here. And Nintendo just keeps bringing the quality. It just does. So, folks, that will do it for this segment of the show. We're going to take a break. Come back and enter the final stage as I review Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles. How did that fare? What did, um, what did the uh, Sega do to bring us uh, our favorite anime? We'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! We 
have reached the final stage of this program and I am here to review Sega's Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles based on the very ultra popular anime series from Funimation. And let me tell you, um, I was very excited for a lot of reasons uh, about this game because most likely because of who was a part of it. And it was Cyber Connect 2, who you guys know who created uh, the uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja series along with the... What's the other one that they made uh recently it was uh naruto uh not naruto um dragon ball kakarot dragon ball z kakarot and they're awesome they are known for making not only just some great anime games but some great anime experiences kind of you know retelling the entire series in their way with phenomenal animation great cutscenes, beautiful art styles like actually the anime that they create and when they recreate the anime characters and the scenes and everything actually looks better than the original you know the original series itself i can you know for it was one thing to do that for naruto and for you know dragon ball because they were around during a time when this when anime was just developing like dragon ball z has been out since the 90s and the 80, 1984 to be exact and in 90s with dragon ball z naruto was out during the 90s and into the 2000s and whatnot so their animation were a little bit more updated but it gotten better over time so i can understand where like cyber connect 2 can come out and make their games look better than it is in this case but when it comes to demon slayer which is a fairly fairly new anime series and that series looks absolutely awesome like i've watched the series and as well as play the game and i've seen some of the scenes that they have on here the fact that they can still make it those those very memorable pivotal scenes still look even better than that is amazing it is something amazing there this game was overall it was a lot of fun to play i will say that there i will go into my pro and con you know uh pers you know compare and contrast of the things um into this so Unfortunately, there are some cons to this game. It is not all, you know, roses with this game because overall, as much as I enjoyed it and I love the what I what they done with this game, it has some limitations. It does feel like a bit like there's no nuance to this game. And no nuance in comparison to the games that I mentioned, the aforementioned games that I um, talked about just recently. So let's go with the pros of this game. The presentation, without a doubt, is just outstanding. This is where CyberConnect2, you know, this is what they do best. They they make games that are tremendous. This game is available on the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Steam, by the way, just to let people know. Um, you know sega did a great job by you know acquiring the you know developers from this company because they just do it all right they are in terms of creating anime experiences in a video game in a form of a video game nobody does it better than cyber connect 2. that's just the way it is um and they've done no differently here the the, the cutscenes, the animation style the character models everything it just you get the exact experience that you would feel from the game in the palm of your hands uh the reanimated scenes directly from the anime and movies are just awesome 
I mean, just scene from scene where like if you put up the, the actual scene from the game to the scene in, a, in a, uh, anime, virtually the same, except the frames of animation in the video game are much better, which is saying a lot. <laughs> OK, um, simple. It does have a simple, fun and very familiar gameplay. And that's both a pro and a con. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, one of the best things about it all. And this is huge because once again, because I think mostly because this is from Sega and not from Bandai Namco, but kudos to Bandai Namco. They started opening up a little bit more to this as well. But Sega, much like they did with their other game that they made, um, what they published, which was uh, Fist of the North Star. But that was made by Ryuga Got uh, Got uh, Gotaku, which is the guys who did, um, you know, the Yakuza series and the and the. Um, judgment series so they made a a actual fist of the north star version of that themselves but also they got the english cast to be you know work with them so they put in the money they put in the money to get that to happen they did it again here by acquiring the cast the english cast and the japanese cast of the show to reprise their roles for this for this deal and i thought that was awesome uh so that's a big deal to me because now we're seeing and the reason why I got a big, you know, this is a big deal to me because I, you guys know, I know some of the, the actors of this, of these series. I've had them on my show and I have a deep respect for their craft. And I think is they're actors at the end of the day. They're not voice actors. They're actors. They deserve to have just as much as credibility to their talents and fame you know out there stephanie shea is awesome like um yuri longthaw out there kyle Abair, um molly flanagan for god's sakes i mean you just name a bunch of them uh you know tom gibbis brian donovan all these guys are just awesome at what they do they work their asses off to what to do so why are they not getting the same fame as you know act actors in live action hollywood you know, and some of them do. You got your Nordal, um, Nolan Norris and Kyle Bakers, but there's so much more out there. OK, um, and, and, and to their credit, they do have a big fan base out there. You go to comic book conventions and, and anime conventions and such. You can see the 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 My Hero Academia, you know, panel I just went to in New York Comic Con, 5000 people. OK, that's and I'm only saying it's not just because not to say that, um, to, to recognize them but to those anime uppity uh vocal minority people out there that really will try to bash you know these the the these these pretentious people i already had this conversation already uh, how pretentious they are but it's just awesome to have that they're starting to get more of the actors these great actors that are making some of these our favorite characters come to life and here and on these video games and it's, you know, they getting paid more. So, you know, shout out to them as well. So that is, that is a big deal too. Um, the other thing I liked about this game is that if you lose and you don't lose often in this game, but if you lose, you can start directly where you end it, provided that you will sacrifice your fight result grade. Um, but it, to me, that's not a big deal. Cause like, if you're like, if your character is low on energy, you can start right for where you left off and completely keep beating the game what i love about that is that the game is not trying to be a challenge you, you have the option to challenge yourself especially in versus mode or whatnot but you can also 
just want to enjoy the this story in itself and enjoy all this you know everything they have and that, that to me means a lot it means that they want you to experience the game and everything the presentation and everything that they provided for you so that's the, the pros now the cons the cons were what makes this game really kind of disappointing because i talked about the simple fun and very familiar gameplay it's way too familiar in my opinion and it, it, it because of it the game the whole presentation of the game and everything the combat system the qte system all this stuff the game is a shadow clone of naruto ultimate ninja storm 4 in particular form because it, they just use the the last and the latest engine of that series and just put it in this game and just gave it a new coat of paint and said this was demon slayer uh hinokami chronicles the part the good part is it's a familiar gameplay and it's an enjoyable gameplay you know if it ain't broke don't fix it type of gameplay but when you have a new game series and you have something like where you got cyber connect who made naruto ultimate ninja storm series but then he went along in lines and gave dragon ball z kakarot such a different experience but provide that same great presentation and fandom that you had over there which kind of made those two games a contrast of, them, of themselves to see this just be a literally a shadow clone of naruto ultimate ninja storm 4 with the same control scheme the same tag ability um the same qte cutscenes, uh, you know and, and system and everything in there and some side missions that are really fun i will get the side missions are actually quite fun I, I that's another pro i should add to that as well i did like the the little side missions that they had in there in one particular chapter um to me it's just like i don't get that fresh experience that nuanced experience that's feeling that stands out this doesn't make demon slayer stand out to me this makes demon slayer makes you remind you of ultimate ninja storm and i didn't want that when i played dragon ball z kakarot i didn't think about ultimate ninja storm i just thought these are from the people who made ultimate ninja storm so they're making another great experience for you i just felt like they phoned it in with this they phoned they literally phoned like i don't know what sega and them agreed to but they phoned it in on this one and just said like oh, we'll just use our engine from ultimate ninja storm 4 and put it in here and slap a demon slayer you know logo on it and that's it there was no real emphasis on making this game feel like the real deal what they did to make it different which is my other con is that they just simplified the battle system it's a very diluted version of ultimate ninja storm 4 less control schemes there's not an ability to do a lot of the things like ultimate ninja storm i mean of course you had your um your ninja abilities but what happens here is that they took away the ability to use other arts other you know techniques or whatever thing which is something that a ninja would do so you can't do that for the demon slayers because they're practically almost summarized in a sense they don't have those abilities of a ninja in this case they just had the sword abilities but i would at least try to make something else like the move set that you have is like you have your light attack you have your heavy attack and it's like your other attack is like when you tilt your your um analog stick over and use the triangle button which is your heavy button to do another move and then you hit the r button it, it's just not enough it's just the battle system 
the combat system, the control scheme is just not enough. It's, it's way too diluted. The other thing that was really disappointing here is the story mode. The story mode to me was way too short. It's about five chapters, but within each chapter is a like a long sequence that doesn't involve a lot of fighting. It just involves uh, you roaming around forests or towns or whatever, or even even more. And furthermore, you don't get you don't get the the um, the only stories that they really cover is like the very beginning of the story arcs and then they just for some reason cut dramatically over to the Mugen Train movie so but what they do within it is that kind of when it gets to the Mugen Train series it kind of takes you to the events that happen before you get to the Mugen Train and then you get into the Mugen Train so you're playing the Mugen Train movie in the game which is okay but where's all the in between chapters and arcs that you could have played or whatever like that or even just create a whole new storyline you know like they did story mode like they did with um with with dragon ball z kakarai in a sense of like things that happen while you were not going through those story arcs or whatever it just didn't seem filling enough to me you know i didn't like that i didn't like that at all and the last con i guess i have with the game is the lack of characters overall there is seven characters that you play in the game and then the rest of them are like non-playable characters that you fight up against it is not nearly enough especially considering that they're charging you like for the core game and then maybe a, a ultimate edition or something like that that only gives you like different skins the other there are three unlockable characters to this but they're nothing more than like the same three characters that you see three or four characters that you're already playing in this game dressed in different clothing to me this is a ripoff in a sense because if you compare this to ultimate ninja storm which you could get right now for way less and get a lot more to me unless they're gonna add more characters down the line which is still sucks because it's like if they add more characters down the line they're gonna charge you for more characters when you got ultimate ninja storm one through four which automatically had so many characters at the ready in the beginning even before they added dlc characters or skins or whatever like that you had an assortment of different characters you had a whole bunch of content you had a whole bunch of gameplay value to this game and replay value to this game this one did not but they charged you the same amount so to me that is a big disappointment like six characters i know this game is fresh and new and all this stuff but there are way more characters in this and the fact that they have a digital standard and a deluxe digital standard and all this stuff where you're just getting three additional unlocked characters it's not enough and, and, and any furthermore the characters that you get are the same characters you already have but just in in a uniform you know and all they're giving is like 10 additional avatar characters and you know kimitsu points of 8,000, which unlocks other things as well and stuff like that that to me is a bit of a disappointment it, it is very much a disappointment and i do like don't get me wrong i do like the game i do think the game has something to offer i think this game is unfortunately more geared to actual fans of the series rather than casual new fans that should be coming in because i think if you're fighting gamer and you like arena battle fighting games like this or ultimate ninja storm or stuff like that this game doesn't give you enough for the money that they're asking i really think it's not i think it is disappointing in that i think if you haven't played 
any Cyber Connect 2 games or anime-based games, I would say skip this, go get Ultimate Ninja Storm Trilogy, and then go get Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, which is available on every single console right now for a lot less, and you're getting a lot more for the same amount that you're getting for this new game. So I don't know to what end. I Hopefully there, there will be more added down the line because I really don't think that they gave you enough for the money that you pay for, even if you paid for the just regular edition of this game. I mean, aside from that, when it comes to gameplay too, it's like you got your story mode, which is not a lot. You got versus mode where you could just play with everything else. You got rewards, training, archives, tutorial, that's it. So within the each chapter though, they do have some mission modes that you can play and all stuff like that to unlock. But other, other than that, it's like memories that you have, which rehashes all of the things that had happened within the anime series, which is very similar to that, which you have again on Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. They do the exact same thing on Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, but they have more meat in their, uh, in their tray than it does here. So, um, yeah, it, it's God, it's a beautiful game. I would love to get this game a lot more than what you expect, but, um, it's just, it needs to it needs more and they need not to charge you for any more than they than what you, they, you just you the the, uh, the players of this game and the as an anime fan you deserve more for what they charge you here uh so if i'm going to give this a grade overall i like the game i'll play the game again down the line um but i just felt it wasn't enough i not enough i beat that game so quickly I, I I didn't enjoy the experience. This is like Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Light, and I mean light, <laughs> okay. But in terms in terms of their presentation, the character development, the addition of the anime uh, cast, the the dub cast, and stuff like that, uh, I, at best I could give it a B. That's just a plain solid B. I just don't think that they should charge you as much as what they have here. So. Um, the game is very enjoyable, just not enjoyable enough at the end of the day. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you enjoyed this game episode. Um, next week, Guardians of the Galaxy, Square Enix, their second Marvel game that they're coming out with. This is going to be a, a single player experience. They're, uh, they already said there's new game plus to it. So that's an addition to that. Um, so that's a plus already. That's going to be a pro to them. It's coming out next, uh, Tuesday. I will be playing it. There's a lot going on next week in my world as well. So hopefully I can get this out on Friday because Friday, I probably, I may even do this on Thursday because Friday I'm going to see, um, I'm going to see, uh, my hero academia world heroes mission on Friday. I have it scheduled for Friday so at one o'clock so hopefully i will be able to, i'll probably do an early show this week and just even if it's just that <laughs> i'll come down the line to talk about that but um that will be next week's review and uh show um and following that i will be doing super robot wars sturdy as well so i will be getting down to the gist of all that next week this sunday i may actually have two reviews for everybody uh injustice the movie which uh i had a chance to watch actually there is some good i will talk about it but it, you know this is going to be a mixed bag with me with that one so stay tuned for my actual thoughts for this may actually give you some good news about it dune 
is another movie that is that has arrived yesterday. I will be watching that today, probably as soon as I finish this episode. And I will talk about that because I never actually had I never had the interest of watching the original the original um, movie in the 80s. And, I, you know, it's one of those things that you tell people whether online or in person and they're like what you never saw this i also never played the uncharted games either i never had an interest in that or watching dune two things i never had an interest for but i'm going to check out to see if i actually have an interest with these new things uh and we'll talk about the uncharted movie by the way on sunday because the trailer came out I'll give you my thoughts on that and this is one of those cases this is one of those deals if you ever, if you watch the uh watch family guy there's an episode where they have this little uh cut scene where um where chris griffin is in with all these uh the in this um in this auto shop and he's working with these guys and they tell he tells them that he's never had a bread sandwich and everybody gets everybody gets on him about not having a bread sandwich he's like you never had a bread sandwich before hey sal this guy's never had a bread sandwich before. it's a bread sandwich for god's sake and he's never had a bread sandwich for you trying to tell me you never got a bread sandwich from al's bread sandwich shop <laughs> or something of that nature and it's like that this is i'm going through that right now with people on my acmg facebook group when i told them i'd never seen doom and i never had a interest in watching dune back in the day just never did never did never read the books never another it's one of those it's just like Lord of the rings and harry potter I never had an interest and in, that's not my vibe sorry but i will give it a chance maybe it's something i miss because a lot of people say that it's not the original movie the first movie was not as close to the book and this one claims to be maybe we'll see how well if i like it or not will it convince me to go deeper into the rabbit hole with that so that is going to be this sunday show and we'll talk about that and again the following week my Hero Academia, I already saw the first 15 minutes. I already know how awesome the first 15 minutes is going to be. So let's see what the rest of it. I'm, this this movie is big because unlike the other movies that have come before, like Dragon Ball Super or, or the Demon Slayer Mugen Trainer or something, this is the first movie that is playing virtually in every theater. Like they're advertising this hugely on TV. Now, this is a major deal. This is Funimation's first major major motion picture uh, uh you know appearing on multiple theaters this time around it's big when it's playing in my local theater so uh i didn't know how to what end they were doing this but this is huge and i guess because of the the audience attendance at the at new york comic con i guess they were like look we're showing this everywhere this was a big deal so um this could be a big change for anime in general this is could be this could be a major big deal this might i i feel record-breaking vibes from this so stay tuned for that and much much more but that'll do it for everybody and myself included that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dex Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things oh wait a minute stupid me how dare I not do this I'm jumping a gun how can I do this without telling you guys where to watch where to listen again if you want to check out all of our shows i'm jumping again so bad here if you want to check out all of our shows you can go to talktimelive.com all of our podcast episodes audio you can listen there all of our video exclusive interviews are on there as well along with our media page which has myself along with the cast of bleach my hero academia pokemon the og cast and many many more you can check it out there in courtesy of me 
and the repop metaverse so you can check all those out there and uh a lot of more content there so there's going to be some new blog content coming as i told you i uh, told you i'm going to be posting the nintendo stuff soon uh, i'm going to be posting some a little bit more uh things that you might want to buy yourself in the world of fandom i got some new items that i haven't even posted yet i some pictures i've taken as well so there's going to be more content coming very soon so stay tuned for that and maybe there's going to be a new guest coming down the line stay tuned for that and much much more so uh you can also subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platforms such as spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora shout out to all my people on tumblr because you can pl- listen to it all there as well so now I can say this. That'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dex Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and I will talk to you guys on Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.